0: Listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast. In the broadcast basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Whitney City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. This is Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome everyone, Mike Pankow here, the founder and editor of WindyCitySlam.com, and the host of Windy City Slam Podcast. Welcome to episode number 206, Freelance Rhapsody was a killer show, and Storm Grayson continued to show his darker side and his dominance as Freelance World Champion. We have new champions in ARW, Gali Lucha Libre, and Frontline Pro. TNA is back. We're going to take a look at Hard to Kill as well. And returning to Whitney City's Slam Podcast, he's been all over the local scene, including Chicago Style Wrestling, Rocket Pro Wrestling, Southland Championship Wrestling, All Heel Wrestling, Fusion Wrestling Chicago, Gali Lucha Libre, and ARW, and he's held the Norflam Pro Championship for nearly 500 days. Our special guest this week, attorney Eric Schultz. You'll get all that right here on Windy City Slam Podcast.
1: Stay tuned. It's your boy, FTC, Frank the Clown here. And you are listening or doing something with your ears to the Windy City Slam Podcast. Frank the Clown's been a guest a couple of times. Will I be a guest again? Oh, well, I don't know. Get the check ready, Mike. <laughs>
0: Attention! Windy City Slam is looking for a few good tag team partners to advertise on Windy City Slam podcast and windycityslam.com. Get your product or service noticed with pro wrestling fans. Affordable rates that fit your budget. Message us on Facebook, X, or Instagram or email Mike Pankow at windycityslam.com. That's M I K E P A N K O W at windycityslam.com.
1: Hey, this is Trevor Outlaw, but you bozos can address me as you are as rudely, and you're listening to the Windy City Slam podcast, and you can check it out every Tuesday.
0: Oh wait, I've been on this like five times, I should know this by now. Either way, not getting paid enough for this. Windy City Slam podcast, check it out on Tuesdays, and you never know when Trevor Outlaw is going to be back. Back here on Windy City Slam, and this past weekend, TNA is back. The What's TNA, then Impact Wrestling, and now once Again TNA, presented Hard to Kill last Saturday night in Las Vegas, and let's get to the results from the main show card. Starting off with the Knockouts Ultimate X Match to determine the number one contender for the TNA Knockouts World Championship, and the winner, Gishelle Shaw, defeats Alicia Edwards, Danny Luna, Jody Threat, Tasha Steeles, and Zaya Brookside. And in singles competition, PCO knocks off Dirty Dango by disqualification after interference by Alpha Bravo and Oleg Brutius, which turns into a six-man tag team match where Rhino, Jake Something, and PCO defeat Alpha Bravo, Oleg Brutius, and Dirty Dango. The TNA Knockouts World Tag Team Championship saw decay of Havoc and Rosemary, win the championships from M.K. Ultra, Killer Kelly, and Masha Slamovich, and then the three-way match for the TNA X-Division Championship, and this one was straight fire. Chris Sabin retains the title, knocking off El Hijo del Vikingo and Kushida. In a massive one-on-one match, Josh Alexander pins Alex Hammerstone. And in a four-way tag team match for the TNA World Tag Team Championship, and this one was all kinds of crazy and cool, ABC of Ace, Austin, and Chris Bay retained the titles, defeating the duos of The Rascals, Trey Miguel and Zachary Wentz, Laredo Kidd and Mike Bailey, and grizzled young veterans of James Drake and Zach Gibson. And I've been a huge grizzled young veterans fan. I've made this known on the podcast numerous times, and I'm loving the fact that they're getting some great opportunities now in TNA after being kind of squandered down in NXT the last couple of years. And... I love NXT, but one thing NXT did not do right was pushing GYV. How did they not have at least one reign as NXT tag team champions? And and then they put them in the dyad with Joe Gacy? And, and that was just nuts. I mean, truly great tag team, probably the most underrated tag team of the last two or three years all across the world in professional wrestling. I know how good they are. They know how good they are. And I'm so glad now that they're getting their opportunity in TNA. So congratulations to them, even though they didn't win the titles, that they're getting some great opportunities in TNA. And for the TNA Knockouts World Championship, one-time Windy City Slam interviewee Jordan Grace pins Trinity to win the championship. And now we're looking to see if Trinity's next move is to return to WWE as Naomi and much-deserved championship victory once again for Jordan Grace. And in the main event, TNA World Championship, and Moose regains the TNA World title by pinning Alex Shelley, and afterward, Nick Nemeth, formerly known as Dolph Ziggler in WWE, showed up and declared his intentions for TNA Wrestling, looking to make an impact in TNA. Alright, turning to other news items, our guest last week from the podcast, Darren Corbin, bowed out on the second night of Fox's game show, The Floor. The colorful veteran wrestler made his dramatic exit by ripping off his shirt in front of host Rob Lowe. That was a great moment, and if you missed the episode and the moment, check it out on Hulu now. This past Saturday night, January the 13th, ARW presented Indiana Rampage at American Legion 100 in Lake Station, Indiana. And congratulations to the new ARW champion, the undeniable Nick Diamond, who won the 25-man Indiana Rampage, making him the new champ. Sharpshooter James Creed was the champion going into that match. He, however, did not retain. He did not win. And Nick Diamond, who's been making some serious waves in the Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana over the last year or so, wins that title. And congratulations to Nick Diamond. And some more news and notes from that show, courtesy of the Facebook page of ARW. Donovan Ruiz is no more and will be now known as Donovan Marcellus. The Workhorses defeat the Mash Bros. Machine calls out the scumbag army who did not come out. So Machine grabbed scumbag army merch guy, Wren and laid waste to him in the ring. Youth Gone Wild signed their updated contracts, followed by a beatdown on the Irish Mob. The Freebirds would come out and interrupt, and let Youth Gone Wild know they have a scheduled match with the Irish Mob, which started and ended very quickly, as the Irish Mob defeats Youth Gone Wild. Wade Evans defeats Joshua Moon to retain the Indiana State Championship and the next ARW show is High Energy back at the American Legion in Lake Station on Saturday, February the 10th. Also this past weekend, Saturday night, January the 13th, Freelance Wrestling presented Freelance Rhapsody at Logan Square Auditorium. I checked this show out at IWTV, and in the opening scramble match, Robbie Reeves knocks off Reagan Lydale, Gunnar Brave, Saban Gage, Trevor Outlaw, and Angel Escala. As Reeves pinned Gage following a shell shock, that move was of course made famous by former WWE superstar Ryback. Isaias Velasquez, the definition, pinned Chico Suave after a low blow, following ref Ned Baker getting accidentally kicked when Chico went for a Chico slam. And after the match for the second straight freelance show, a masked man again attacked Chico. Cody Hernandez continues his red-hot run by pinning Wes Barkley after a drill bit. Think John Moxley's Death Rider as that type of move, same type of maneuver. Afterward, Coda promised he'd win gold in 2024 and has officially targeted Freelance Legacy Champion Darren Corbin, who was actually booked elsewhere this past weekend. And then in a fun match that I really look forward to, it was Dan the Dad pinning two-time Windy City Slam podcast guest Alfonso Gonzalez after a belt shot and Baby On Board, the backpack stunner. And I guess Alfonso did not wear those extra underwear because that belt shot really, really hurt. Craig Mitchell with James Russo pinned Matt Nix after a Trapper Keeper pile driver, following Russo shoving Nix off the top rope while DJ Hansen was distracted. And after Russo started browbeating Nix following the match, Dan the Dad came out for the save and challenged Mitchell for a good old-fashioned no-holds-barred leather-strap ass-whipping match. That should be a lot of fun. And in the semi-main event Freelance Tag Team Championship, GPA and Laney retained the title by defeating members only after a GPA cram session and Laney's unicutter to pin Calvin G. Lewis to retain the titles. And in the main event Freelance World Championship, Storm Grayson pins heavyweight hustle, Calvin Tankman, after two knee triggers, following Tankman getting shoved into an exposed turnbuckle, as Storm Grayson nears one year during his second reign as freelance world champion. Afterward, Grayson cuts another heel promo, and just further cements his turn to the dark side, and Grayson even jumped Tankman as the challenger entered the arena. The next show is from freelance with love with special guest leo rush on friday february the 9th and tickets are on sale now some other news and notes from the weekend from saturday night january the 13th congratulations to shaq jordan on winning the frontline pro championship from quinn wittick in a classic match Sunday, January the 14th, Defiant Pro Wrestling. We have new Defiant Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions. Congratulations to White Meat, Robbie Reeves, and Stone Ambrose. And a huge weekend for Robbie Reeves as he won the scramble on Saturday and won the Tag Team Championships at Defiant Pro on Sunday. And on Sunday, January the 14th, Adam became the new Gali Lucha Libre World Champion. Also, Zawal, keep it like a secret... At Parties on Pope on Nelson, the show was postponed Saturday night, January the 13th, and rescheduled for Friday night, January the 26th. Check out Zawa's Facebook page for more details on the tickets. Coming up this weekend, we have a few pretty cool shows. Starting off with Friday night, January the 19th, Chicago Style Wrestling presents season premiere at the American Legion in Franklin Park. Bell time is 730 and for the CSW Championship, Conan Lycan defends against the man of the hour, Leo Rush. In a battle of two former CSW champions, Axel Rico faces all day, Marche Rocket. The hits keep coming as young Maggie Lee takes on returning favorite, Sky Blue. But my question is, will Sky get cheered like she usually does? Or since her darker turn in AEW, will the fans be a little indifferent? Should be interesting to see and CSW Tag Team Championship Sierra and Joey Jet Avalon take on the hate keepers of Jay Marston and Shane Boucher. Eric Schultz and CSW Metro Division Champion Iniestra face the team of Rafael Quintero and Missa Kate, and in another match we have Joey Mayberry taking on Uncle T Solomon Tupu. Also Friday night January the 19th, ICW Milwaukee presents the Insane Rumble at The Bar in West Allis, Wisconsin. Also Friday night, January the 19th, in Milwaukee, we have Legacy Pro Wrestling, Showdown at the Buena Vista. Saturday night, January the 20th, Eagle Pro Wrestling, in conjunction with Navarro Farms, presents Pro Wrestling Night at the Normandy Room at Olympia Fields Country Club in South Suburban Olympia Fields. The show features Robert Eagle Anthony, Davey Bang, August Matthews, Missa Kate, the Brothers of Funstruction, Coda Hernandez, Chico Suave, Trevor Outlaw, Benny Vargas, and Maggie Lee. Also Saturday night, January the 20th, north of the border, GLCW presents It's Okay to Stare with special guest former WWE superstar Melina at Circle B Recreation in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, And Lucha Libre on Sunday, January the 21st, we have Lucha Libre Total at the Bruin Eagles Club and Gali Lucha Libre at the Ramada Glendale Heights. All right, coming up in mere moments, he's back for a return engagement on Windy City Slam Podcast. We call to the stand, Counselor Eric Schultz. Stay tuned my name is storm grayson i'm your freelance wrestling world champion and you're listening to the windy city slam podcast want to get more customers for your business promoters do you want more exposure for your upcoming event windy city slam podcast can be your tag team partner advertise with windy city slam and reach wrestling fans in the chicagoland area and in the midwest message us on facebook Instagram, or Twitter, or email MikePankow at WindyCitySlam.com. That's M-I-K-E-P-A-N-K-O-W at WindyCitySlam.com. SSW Tag Team Champion, the Punk Rock Prince,
1: Jordan Cross here, live at the Top in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And you are checking out my best friends over at Windy City Slam Podcast. Mike Pankow, you are the man. Make sure to subscribe, like, follow, share, and everything else. And you can follow me at The Jordan Cross. I am the Punk Rock Prince. Thank you.
0: All right, back here on Windy City Slam podcast and returning to the show. He's been all over the local scene, including Chicago style wrestling, Rocket Pro Wrestling. Southland Championship Wrestling, All-Heel Wrestling, Fusion Wrestling Chicago, and ARW. And he's held the Northland Pro Championship for nearly 500 days. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, attorney Eric Schultz. Eric, how are you doing, sir?
1: I am doing well. Thank you very much, Mike. It is a pleasure to be here discussing my accolades with you. I'm always happy to do that.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, let's talk a little bit Northland Pro Wrestling first. You have had a stranglehold on the Northland Pro Championship and some would argue that there have been some nefarious tactics mm. employed in you holding on to that title for nearly 500 days. So what's your take on that?
1: Oof. I have seen online, I've seen those those naysayers, I've seen those haters, if you will. But no, yeah, it, it was October 1st of 2022, that I got uh, the Northland championship title and I am still in retention of the Northland championship title. So like you said almost 500 days. Yes, a lot of those finishes uh, or a lot of those matches the would end in a kind of a squirrely way. All right, but this is professional wrestling, Mike. Matches are can end like that. That's not unusual, I suppose. And for every squirrely match that goes my way, there's usually a squirrely match or a squirrely finish that doesn't go my way. So I don't understand why people are kind of using that as an excuse or using that as a reason to kind of like take me down a peg or diminish this accomplishment of mine. Because, again, I'm sure I can look back through their records of wins and losses and find a few uh, questionable ones myself. Mm-hmm. So I don't really uh, lend much credence uh, or credence to those types of folks.
0: And then coming up on Saturday, February the 3rd at Northland's pros, no love lost in Woodstock. You will defend at Northland pro championship against a young up and comer that has set the Chicago Cena Blaze and Rafael Ladies. Quintero. What do you think about Quintero and what he's done recently? Oof.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Rafael Quintero, he's absolutely, uh, he's white hot. And he's uh, getting, um, he's had a really hot first year. I used to think that, you know, really, there hasn't been anybody with as hot of a rookie year as Raf. And I guess I still think that, you know, he's just been getting everywhere. I mean, I think he just came up on a year of doing this. So, I mean, like I said, just real green uh, but learning at such an accelerated pace, and there's no denying that. Um, and very talented, too. Obviously, he possesses certain skills and abilities that I don't, and that others don't. So, um, But no, but other than that, you know, you'll know, you recall I have met up with Raff once before at Fusion, and I don't remember anybody giving me uh, any complaints about a squirrely finish there, but I came out on top. So I plan on doing that again here, I believe, February 3rd. Against Raphael at Northland. And that will be, but that will not be one to miss because I think our match at Fusion, even though I came out on top, that was some time ago. And again, I just got to saying how quickly this kid is picking stuff up and how good he's getting and how fast he's getting good. So who knows? I may end up, even though I, you know, came out on top once before, you know, it, it could be a totally different story come February. So I'm definitely going in prepared. I'm not taking him lightly. Let's put it that way. I, I maybe I take some opponents lightly, but not not Raffy. No, no sir.
0: So having faced him before and then facing him again a few months later, what do you think you have to do to kind of adjust Ooh. maybe your game plan
1: a little bit? Great, great question, Mike. Great question. I'm going to take my glasses off too. I just want to. That's a thinker. It makes me have to squeeze the bridge of my nose. But um, no, you know uh, he's, he's 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 you know young, and he's uh, strong. He's fast and he's acrobatic. I am not most of those things. There's a lot of those things I am not. So for me, it's just kind of, as it always is, it's meat and potatoes, um, just kind of, you know, uh, playing to my wheelhouse, playing to my strengths, which is just kind of keeping it simple. You know, a lot of like stomps, kicks and punches. All right. I'm not a real flashy Lucha Libre style wrestler like Raph is. I don't do the flips. I don't do the kicks or the the fancy kicks anyway. I'll do a stomp every now and again. Mm -hmm. But I don't do any of that, those flashy arm drags or those springboard whatevers, but it doesn't matter because I say a straight punch to the jaw can hurt just as much as a springboard arm drag into a flippy doo head-scissors, tilt-a-whirl, who knows, you know? So I'm just going to kind of stick to my game come February 3rd against Raf and kind of watch out for his high-flying, fast, agile style.
0: Now, if you successfully retain that title, you will surpass 500 days if champion there. And that will get you closer to that Roman Reigns type status. And yeah. got the haircut. <laughs> it's quite impressive by hook or by crook, don't you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's coming up. Yeah. It's uh, you know, uh, even Steve Arendt has has been made uh has made comparisons uh with me and Roman Reigns. Just I don't know if it's the look or the the long Title reign, or maybe a little bit of both, but yeah, he's he's also made that same uh comparison.
0: And people have actually compared you a little bit to Seth as well, just because well, like, kind of wore the, the hair down a little bit, yes. and all that.
1: <laughs> um, so real, so seriously, I was at the bar recently and I'm just kind of waiting for a friend to show up, and a guy comes next to me and goes, Hey, man, you know, from the side, you kind of look like Roman Reigns, and I was like, and It was so funny because one. I, you know, I wrestle, and he didn't know that, you know, So there was that, but two, and to your point, Mike, when I went and got this haircut done, it was actually Seth Rollins that I had on my phone and I showed the barber. I was like, do this to, to me. And she was like, oh, okay. That's new. That's different. I'm like, well, it's that new and different for pro wrestlers. You know, he's been kind of doing it for a minute, but uh, it seems like it's gotten real popular now that everybody's doing the undercut, but, mm-hmm. um, but no, it was actually Seth that I modeled this after. So it's funny. Another shield member.
0: That's kind of funny, yes. Now, Northland Pro seems like a really fun promotion, and uh, mm. there's a lot of CSW folks on this roster, and many mm. of them are the younger or lesser experienced yes. or lesser exposed talent. So it's a great yeah. breeding ground for talent
1: to cultivate themselves. Indeed. That's probably why I've had the belt for so long, because they keep going up against these young these young young guys that don't know what they're doing. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, but, uh, yeah, no, it is. It is, uh, you know, Northland tends to favor some of the younger CSW students. I mean, if you go back, I have flyers um, from when I first started training. I wasn't doing Northland back in 2020, but I started training at CSW in 2020. And I just remember seeing flyers with like, you know, uh, like with Saban Gage on there and Sky and like uh, Ryan Matthews. And these are all guys, you know, who have gone on and done, you know, a lot more things. And then here they were, they started at Northland doing Northland shows. So, um, so absolutely, you know, CSW tends, or I should say Northland, Tends to kind of uh, uh, give preferential bookings to CSW students, which I think is great because a lot of great, I mean, we got a lot of great talent coming out of CSW. There's no there's no doubt about it. So I think it's cool that there's a promotion out there that kind of works and helps develop some of its newer talent.
0: And speaking of CSW, that's a great segue. As for CSW, your face has been all over those shows recently as general manager T.J. Steele's attorney and right-hand man, and being a part of Steele's group known as the Brass, Mm -hmm. with CSW metric division champion Iniesta, Jax Johnson, Ryan Matthews, and yourself, attorney Eric Schultz. You guys certainly look like you have a lot of power and are seeking even more. So what is the end game for the Brass?
1: Ooh, uh, end game for Brass is so, so, you know, T.J. Steele, Now general manager of CSW, which is, you know, uh, something that we were, we had achieved last year. Uh, So that was kind of one of the things with uh, Steve Boz and with Steve Arendt, that was kind of one of the feuds we were in. And we were able to get TJ in that position over Arendt. Um, Arendt obviously still employed by Chicago Style Wrestling as an announcer um, by our good graces, you know, because I hate to see that guy you know, warming his hands out by a barrel fire, you know, so out of the goodness of our hearts, we try to keep, you know, Steve Aaron employed because I just don't know if he has any other like practical skills and that's kind of sad and I feel bad for him, but, 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 you know, again, we're good guys. So we're trying to give him some work, but, uh, but other than that, I think the end game for CSW is um, now that we have some administration roles within our faction um, I'm thinking we're now we're looking more for kind of what Iniesta has. And that's some more championship gold. See, the idea there is now of more of our members are um, champions or have you know championship titles. Then again, you know the you know our uh, our faction will be that much more impressive, and will have the um, appearance or at least be more intimidating. You know, it'll be more reflective of the power that we have in that promotion.
0: TJ still seems to have a chip on his shoulder. Like he's been wronged or perceived to have been wronged for a long time at CSW. So what's your take on that?
1: Well, I, I don't know too much about TJ Steele, My client, uh, TJ, uh, in my opinion is usually always upstanding first class, totally professional. If anything, I feel bad for TJ because I see people going up against him who are always so unprofessional, or unwilling to let go of the past, or unwilling to cooperate with the brass and with TJ, their general manager. I don't get it. So, uh, I, you know, you, you say that maybe uh, you know TJ's kind of had a rough go of it, or he's been uh, acting a certain way. I feel the opposite. I I, I think he's been nothing but uh, uh, professional and upstanding. So yeah, that's uh, that's how I feel about my client TJ. <laughs> So
0: CSW has season premiere coming up this Friday night, January the 19th at the American Legion in Franklin Park. And this is already shaping mm. up to be another mm. great show How about and it? featuring CSW champion Conan Lycan defending the title against the man of the hour, Leo Rush. And in a battle of two former CSW champions, we have Axel Rico taking on all day Marche Rocket. And just announced not too long ago, we had Joy Mayberry going against Uncle T, Solomon Tupu. Ooh, right. And there's another match that I'm sure will have your interest. It's Maggie Lee facing Sky Blue. And mm. I know you and Sky have had your issues in the past, but... Now Sky seems like she's adopted this darker persona hmm. at AEW and, and is coming off as a whole different person. So, your thoughts on Sky?
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, Sky and I had our briefcase on a poll match back in August of twenty uh, two. So that's that was a fun match. It it currently has the most views on the CSW YouTube channel. That video, it's like at thirty five or thirty six thousand. Not that I check that often. But uh, but anyway, um, the sky that I faced in August of 22, as you said, is indeed a very different sky than January of 24. Than we're seeing now Than we're seeing here at the end of last year at, uh, you know, seeing her on TV and seeing her kind of come out with this whole new persona. So that'll be very interesting because, you know, it seems like kind of gone are the days of the, you know, the the girl next door sky with the backwards cap. Looks like she'll go skateboarding with you. Now we're seeing kind of a darker uh, a more mysterious sky, you know and it's it's actually that mystery that kind of keeps me from really being able to place place her and anything I, I could say about her would just be speculation. So it'll be interesting to see how she does against Maggie because obviously Maggie's very popular too and she's getting she's get getting everywhere you know she's getting a lot of bookings and she's doing very well and um, and she's getting very popular too so so that'll be a very interesting matchup. I'm looking forward to, to that one indeed.
0: And Sky being a hometown favorite, it's going to be very interesting to see how the fans react point. to her. Great point. Uh, through some of her changes in AEW.
1: Yes, yes, that will be interesting. Yeah, that'll be. I mean, that. I mean, it's funny. You know, CSW shows are so. Are, are for me. Um, I I work for a lot of promotions. Um, but you know, it's needless to say, I'm I'm a product of CSW. You know, CSW is my home. And, and for me, it's, uh, it, it's always going to be like the hottest show I'm on. It's always the funnest show, the most impressive show. And I mean, even just that match right there, just Sky and Maggie should be worth the price of admission and everything else is frosting. And then like you said, just to see Axel back in action too against Marche, that'll be really good. I mean, that right there, I mean, those two matches right there are, are, are worth it. And then you just list about two or three other f- matches that are going to be good. And then we don't even know anymore. And there's still so much of the roster that hasn't really been accounted for yet. You know, we don't even know what, what's going on. So I, I mean, each and every one of those shows is just such an event. So, I mean, definitely not to be missed.
0: But we know the brass will definitely have their stamp on it at some point too.
1: The brass will be there. I mean, come on, Mike, we're admin at CSW. That's why do you think it's been getting so hot lately.
0: Indeed. And speaking of, Grass and having some power rocket pro wrestling you are the attorney for the now co-general manager damian saint mm-hmm. and are part of the undeniable who have been wreaking havoc in rpw you've had a little bit of a rough time there recently a little over a week ago at resolution you took a bit of a beating in a triple threat match against koaloxamana and shaq jordan and then the amazing turtle was introduced as the new co GM by shelley so a little bit of uh, a little bit of trouble for uh, Eric Schultz over at Rocket Pro.
1: Man, oh man, yeah, it's it never ends, Mike. I tell you, I don't care if it's CSW, RPW, ARW, XYZ, doesn't matter. I I I, I run into trouble. You know, people need to be governed. And you know, I, I know that, that that that's the phrase of every tyrant in history, from Nero to Bonaparte, but it's true. And I'm a man of the law, and if people don't want to Follow the law or abide by the law, then we're going to have issues. So yes, at Rocket Pro Wrestling in my hometown of Joliet, Illinois, very, uh, very, very special promotion to me. The hot show too. That's a very good show. I mean, really, it's very competitive with CSW. You know, just lots of fans that come out, and uh, and then yes, I also get to work with Ryan Matthews out there as well in the undeniable with Damian Saint and and the boys. But uh, but yeah, yeah, we've been kind of it's it's been interesting because. You know, a lot of things going on, and, and there was that triple threat match recently. Um, I did get beat up. That was a violent match. It was it was a good one. I mean, I had a kind of a sense of accomplishment having survived it, but also I feel like I got kind of cheated. You know, I, th- I feel like Shaq and, and Koa kind of teamed up on me in the end, and that's why I lost. And Kaylee's. Don't forget about her. She got her little – she got a couple licks in at the end, which I don't think was very fair, but – you know, believe me, I'm I'm filing appeals and um, and grievances. I have grievances with the Shelleys, and I'll be letting them know. But, yeah, it's uh, – but Rocket Pro has been a lot of fun uh, otherwise, and uh, I think the Undeniable is going to be a hot ticket in 2024 as well.
0: And to note, fellow Undeniable member, Chicago Bearhug, Steve Michaels, yeah. did not make the show, and he was supposed to be part of that four-way match. So that kind of, like, uh, put the screws to you a little bit in terms of –
1: out. No, well said, Mike. I you know again. I kind of thought, hey, you know, maybe I'd have uh, an unofficial ally. You know, it was, it's still it's still a Fatal Four Way, and it's not like it's a tag match or anything, where we would be officially teaming up. But still, I thought maybe I'd have you know a little bit of muscle, a little bit of brawn in my corner. But uh, unfortunately, uh, he was not able to make it. So yeah, we were kind of stuck in the triangle match, but uh, that didn't unfortunately pan out well for me, but. Um, but still, uh, that is one individual that I am glad is on my side, no matter what. He's a big dude. Yes.
0: Now there's been an uptick in wrestling lawyers over the past year or so. And you've pretty much been the standard barrier in this area with that. And then there's Warren C. Freiburg, the third Esquire down at Southland Championship Wrestling. Yes. Where, you, you seem to have a good relationship. Yes. And then, there's this Luca crucifino guy running around in NXT so right I heard are him lawyers too. becoming tougher and more physical now
1: I feel like they have to be you know we have to be I saw the NXT guy he's got kind of a different look he kind of goes like the full suit and vest but he's sleeveless because he's probably taking more vitamins than I am but um that's fine I got you know I don't I'm not you know sneezing at that. Uh, good for him. He's got to get on TV. He's probably a young kid too. Who cares? But uh, but no, uh, Warren Freiberg. Yes, he is uh, my co counsel. We work together, and we are in punitive damages down in Southland Championship Wrestling, and uh, it is he, the Sheik, and I, and we are in punitive damages, and we um we get we like to get some work done down in Southland too. So right now our focus is, um, well, I'd like to, you know, start looking at kind of the same thing with the brass. You know, I'd like to start getting some championship gold. We've we've made our intro. People have seen us now. They recognize us. They kind of we've had a little bit of exposure. But now it's time to show them that, you know, we're competitors. And I think the best way to do that is to get some titles and to get some championship titles. Now, uh, Warren had the high voltage championship title. And he and he unfortunately he lost that. Uh, so, I mean, I'd like to see, you know, I, I would like to pursue a title for Eric Schultz myself, but right now, uh, as the leader of punitive damages, Warren has kind of mandated that she and I focus on getting him his high voltage title back, which, you know, I don't even know. I feel like it's a, don't tell him this, but I feel like that's a hint, a hint, hint, hint selfish. I'd like to see him kind of maybe distribute the, the efforts but uh I, you know that's that's kind of where he's at right now so you know um you know maybe a little bit of tent maybe a little tension between warren and i my co-counsel but isn't that normal aren't yeah. you gonna get that you know in a in any kind of marriage <laughs>
0: yeah. like vultures going after the same uh food you know
1: now see that's a that's a great analogy mike look at you you word smith
0: <laughs> now your briefcase has been Valuable oh. in more ways than one over the last couple of years. What do you yeah. usually keep in there? I mean, I know yes. Bro Foster, Michael Douglas's character in Falling Down, didn't have a whole oh. lot in his when he lost his mind. Just a sandwich and an apple and not much hey. else.
1: Did I tell you about Fallout or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Falling Down? That was kind of my, that was an original like inspiration for, uh, you know, the way I would dress. I even was doing the horn rimmed like 60s glasses. Uh, when I very first started at like, uh, proving grounds at CSW, I was kind of doing like, he was kind of the, that was the image. I was kind of going after him with the briefcase and the short sleeve button up. So, so that's funny, but, but no, yeah, he had like what is lunch in there, like an apple core and a sandwich. Um, uh, in my briefcase, I have documents actually going back to that briefcase on a bowl match. Uh, I just thought the briefcase would be a weapon you know, and Sky would get it down and hit me with it, or I'd hit her with it, and, you know, then the match could end once somebody got it. I didn't realize people would be so interested in knowing what was inside. I had no idea. That just... Briefs. It's a briefcase. There are briefs and documents inside. It's not like the Pulp Fiction thing where you open it up and there's a gold light on me, and it's some secret, mysterious substance or whatever, but, uh, um, but yeah, a lot of people want to know what's inside. And so a lot of times I'll I'll I'll, I'll lift it and go, nah, you know what? You don't need to see what's inside. <laughs> Maybe I want to maintain that mystique, you know?
0: Yeah. I don't know if you know Sabotage Sean Logan, but he carries like a briefcase. That's his gear bag. So he may actually have real briefs in his briefcase.
1: You know, he's also 815. Yes. Sean, that little stinker. I'm 815. He's He's fishing my lake, that kid. And he's a little beefier than I am too. So he's making me look bad. But, uh, I, and he, he'll, he used to, uh, he, he would be seen at uh, CSW occasionally, but now mm-hmm. I see him and I think I saw him at RPW once, or twice. We don't really cross paths too many times, but I tell you, if he ever, if I ever see him again, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind for him and his partner, you know, fishing my lake with the suspenders and the tie and the briefcases. Come on, man. <laughs>
0: And you always say that Schultz gets results, and Dude. you have proven that to an extent with your Northland Pro Championship brain. It's been over a year and a half since your last full-fledged appearance here on Windy City Slam podcast. So mm. what do you think of your performance during that time across several promotions? Ooh.
1: Um, when did you say it was my last Windy City Slam appearance?
0: I believe as a full-fledged guest, it was May of 2022.
1: May of 2022. Okay. So we were only a couple months past my my feud with like Cody James mm-hmm. at Northland. I we had had back to back main events February of twenty two, main event, and then of course March of twenty two that Irish Street fight, which will go down in infamy. Yes, um, but yeah, that was. Uh, and then of course, and then October first of that year was our uh, was a casket match against Cody James. You know, that's how I became the champion. That's who I wanted from. It was from him. But anyway, I'm sorry, all that to say, uh, since our last interview, Mike, you know, I think it was 2021. I had about 19 matches. 2022, I had about 30 something. So, you know, somewhere around there. So they were picking up. And then in 23, last year, I had like 68. Now I'm not really bragging because I've gone online. I've seen some of my peers who have had like a hundred plus matches in 23. And i mean it's like, Good for them, more power to them. But my whole point is just measuring against myself. There's been a significant increase. And so that's really been kind of what's, that's been my whole kind of approach really since we talked last, since we had an interview last, is just to say yes to everything. But kind of like Jim Carrey and Yes Man. It's like, yes, yes, yes. If something comes my way, I want want to give it a shot. And uh, I've been kind of lucky to have a schedule that will allow that and a primary vocation that will allow that. So um, I've, it's just been a lot of fun. and but as I look to 2024 too, I think sometimes, do I really want to overexert myself? Maybe I'd like to swap out some of that quantity with some quality. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And just you know eat. I'm 36 years old, you know do I really want to tax my body like that every single weekend more than one time every single weekend, you know, and so I don't know, I, I do, but I love it too at the same time. it's it's really is uh there, there's been very few things in my life that like, that I've been this involved in, or this committed to that, like the, you know, the thing itself is actually fueling it. Like it's, it's been kind of easy. Like it's, it's definitely hard work and I definitely put work in, don't get me wrong, but it's also like the love of it is what's motivating that. So it's kind of a trade-off, you know, but, uh, but yeah, just been busy uh, checking out new promotions um, and just kind of meeting people and networking, just trying to see what else is out there. And then Now, again, looking at 2024, um, hopefully maybe looking up a little bit, you know, see if I can get into some more uh, exclusive promotions or, you know, maybe a little bit more prestigious promotions, things like that. So, so we'll see.
0: Any other goals for 2024 other than some of the stuff you just mentioned?
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah. I'll give you one. I'll give you a fun one. So, I don't know if you know uh, Benny Vargas. Yes. Uh, he is the Beantown Bully. Uh, he and I actually used to party uh, out out east. We used to party uh, with guys like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, we, we never partied with Matt Damon or Ben Affleck, but we would party with guys like them.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, we would also, I was going to like parties... And we would go and, you know, hang out with people that would, you know, go to really, like, as a lawyer, they were going to, like, places like Harvard, you know. Not that we hung out with anybody that went to Harvard, but we hung out with people that went to places like Harvard. But uh, he, uh, Benny and I, had a called shot ladder match at Southland Championship Wrestling last year with James Creed, Sean Mulligan, and Acid Jazz. Yeah. It was the five of us, and it was a great match. In fact, Also-topia. that match. What's that?
0: Russell-topia, I believe,
1: right? It was Russell-topia. In fact, that match was the 2023 match of the year for Southland Championship Wrestling. So I got a little little picture of that. But my whole point is, even in that match, that was kind of our first time uh, seeing each other again since we used to do that out East. And it was kind of fun to, you know, reconnect. And even though we had a little, like you said, two vultures going for the same thing and you know, we still wanted to win, um, it was cool to see him. But I'd like to see us join forces and tag. You know, he's, he's the Beantown bully. He's from Boston, the, the Massachusetts menace. And I'm Eric Schultz. Schultz gets results. The, the, the lawyer, the counsel together, we would be Boston legal. And, and I think that that would be uh that's, that would be a tag team worth looking out for. And, and worth uh you know taking seriously or maybe not i don't know but uh that would be something i'd like to see happen in 2024
0: on oh, maybe even do a tv show oh wait i think there already has been one named boston yeah Blizzard.
1: i don't know who <laughs> james spader is who's james spader <laughs> who's that again?
0: no idea no clue Goodbye.
1: all right
0: what has been your favorite match and or opponent over these last few years
1: well, so, you know, only because I just mentioned it. That called shot ladder match was a blast. I mean, it was. I, I'm glad it won. It was probably one of my favorite ladder matches. I remember it was actually Benny who said, and I, I steal this from him now, he says, I don't want to do another ladder match. He says, I feel like I've accomplished everything I'd ever want to accomplish in a ladder match in that match. Like, he said, I, I, it was it was so much fun. You know, like, it was, it was competitive and it was hard-hitting. And, like, I just don't see myself taking any crazy, you know, doing any kind of risks more than that. So that was a fun one. I did actually like the triple threat at RPW uh, recently. That was really kind of a a really fun. You know, Joliet's special for me. Uh, Rocket Pro is special for me because without trying, I can get 14, 15 people show up, you know, that that will support me. You know, it's a little tougher for me down here in Joliet to get some of my, uh, to sell some tickets up at Northland. You know, because it's a little bit of a haul, but um, but you know, when it's a stone's throw away over at St. Joe's Park, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, really without even hustling, without even lobbying for to to sell tickets, I just got people showing up, and so it's a lot of fun, and I had a lot of uh, you know, people out there, so just to kind of make that match a little bit more special, so that one will definitely stand out for me. But oh yeah, but yeah, there's been there's been a ton of them, but yeah, I, I would say just to give you the quick, sh- the, the without dragging out uh, and making dead air, those would be two. That stand out to me has been just kind of uh, favorite matches or have special places in my heart, so to speak.
0: All right, Counselor, go ahead and plug your social media if you have any merchandise out there and upcoming events.
1: I do. Okay. I think the next one, the next show I'll be in, it should be the 27th. Forgive me for quick pulling it up. It is the 27th. So that's going to be Southland, and we'll be back in Shabantz um so uh, be sure to catch that especially because it's nice it's an easy drive down there you know you don't have to fight traffic like you do up north so that's nice mm-hmm. my primary social media that i kind of curate is my instagram that's eric without an h not like the von erics just a regular eric just like eric so eric underscore schultz underscore lawyer eric schultz lawyer so if you just if you just squeeze in Eric Schultz, I'm sure I'll pop up. But click on that one. But that's kind of my primary one. If you want to follow me on Facebook, I have a rule: if we have 50 friends in common or or more, I'll accept your friend requests. But if we have 50 friends or, in common or less, or 49 friends in common or less, I'm sorry, you just, <laughs> I, just I don't know you well enough. So that's kind of my uh, unofficial rule. But uh, I'm kidding. No, but yeah, you can. I mean, basically, just outside of Facebook and. Instagram. I don't know until until we get that sexy calendar going, and I can start it up in on OnlyFans and really start, you know, paying the bills. Gee whiz!
0: Yeah. yeah, just uh, just you and a tie and suspenders and maybe some briefs yeah. or something.
1: Yeah, I, I've I've already been talking to like uh, Rob Myers. Rob Myers does mm-hmm. photography. Yeah. I I see he's starting to get into some like boudoir stuff, and I'm like, I was joking with him. I said, Rob, how come I'm a little offended? You haven't asked me yet. You know, I'm seeing you. You, you know, you do your promo picks, you do your wrestling picks. We're all familiar with that part of your repertoire, and now we're seeing some more like sensual stuff. Hello, mm-hmm. I like. I don't. Wanna, I like that stuff too. Come on, man. So, and he kind of rolled his eyes at me. I don't think he thought I was serious, but. Maybe I am serious. Who knows?
0: <laughs> and like we said earlier in the show, you will be at CSW on Friday night, January the 19th. Yes. And at Northland Pro on Saturday night, February the 3rd.
1: Yes, that, both those dates, correct. Mike, both those nights, correct. Still, what is uh, what I have in store for myself at CSW Friday night, January 19th, has yet to be seen. Again, lots of... A few announcements, a few match announcements that have already made the show so hot, and there's more yet to come. Who knows what, what's going to be uh, happening. But I also think that me and Rafael Quintero at uh, Northland on February 3rd, Saturday night in Woodstock, is not going to be one to miss. There's definitely something special about that young man. Special is fine, but he's, he's still not going to win the belt. So, you know, don't... He can, he can try his hardest, but I've heard, I was golfing once. It was a busy day. Me and my buddy ended up being forced to be paired up with another twosome. So it was me and my buddy and we're two young punk kids and we're getting paired up with these two old guys. And we were kind of like, Oh man. But it was so funny. They ended up being the funnest two guys to go golfing with. And they said something to the effect of like age and wisdom will beat youth any day or something like that. It was really funny. So that's kind of what I'm going to say about Raf. So even though he's he's got his uh youth and his energy and his uh his strength, you know, I still got my cunning and my my wisdom. Hopefully I can use that. And um, according to those two golfers, that should win out, win out the day. So there you go.
0: <laughs> Attorney Eric Schultz, thank you very much. And we are gonna be following your career even closer
1: the next couple of years. Awesome. Well, I appreciate it. my fellow Jolie and Mike. Thank you so much for having me on, brother. You're welcome.
0: Always fun talking to attorney Eric Schultz, a colorful character in the Chicagoland independent wrestling scene and Very hardworking, as these last couple of years since we had his last full-fledged appearance on the show, he's done some great things, including dominating in Northland Pro as being the long-reigning Northland Pro Champion. All right, next week, we're going to recap some of the local action and preview what should be a huge, and I mean an absolutely huge, WWE Royal Rumble. Plus, we welcome a first-time special guest, the newly crowned how entertainment champion kazile you can catch all that right here on windy city slam podcast so long everybody